Welcome to This Week in the Blues. I'm your host, Jimbo Big Train Matson with Big Train and the Locomotives, and it's our weekly look at blues history. On December 3rd, 1927, Blind Willie Johnson recorded his immortal Dark Was the Night, Cold Was the Ground in Dallas, Texas. The recordings turned Johnson into one of the most popular musical acts of his time. He performed the song with no discernible lyrics and instead used a series of hums, moans, and pain cries, transcending language. Whether Johnson was aiming for it or whether he was simply practicing a type of unison moaning, the result is an immortal piece of art that speaks across all times and peoples. It is also one of the many tracks included on the Golden Album that was shot across space aboard the Voyager Space Probe. Texas blues guitarist Larry Davis was born November 4th in 1936. He's best known for co-writing the song Texas Flood, later recorded to greater commercial success by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Anyone who associates Texas Flood with only Stevie Ray Vaughan has never listened to Larry Davis's version, released in 1958. Davis grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, and he was signed to the Duke label on the recommendation of Bobby Bland. Davis lived in St. Louis for a spell and took up the guitar under Albert King's tutelage while playing bass in King's band. A handful of solo singles were released before a serious 1972 motorcycle accident temporarily paralyzed Davis's left side. Blues singer and guitarist Little Jimmy King was born December 4, 1964. Born Emmanuel Lynn Gales, he created a stage name in deference to his two musical heroes, Jimi Hendrix and Albert King. He's best known for his tracks Win, Lose, or Draw and Upside Down and Backwards. He was the frontman of Little Jimmy King and the Memphis Soul Survivors. He also worked with Albert King and his brothers Eric and Eugene Gales. Blues harp player Sonny Boy Williamson, too, was born December 5th in 1912, we think. While there's some confusion about his birth date and year, you can't dispute what a charismatic talent he was. Sonny Boy Williamson was, in many ways, the ultimate blues legend. By the time of his death in 1965, he had been around long enough to have played with Robert Johnson at the start of his career and Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page at the end of it. In between, he drank a lot of whiskey, hoboed around the country, had a successful radio show for 15 years, toured Europe to great acclaim, and simply wrote, played, and sang some of the greatest blues ever recorded. Texas blues singer Robert Daniel Ely was born December 6, 1925. This electric blues singer is noted for a couple of albums for Blacktop Records in the 1990s, including One Love, One Kiss, and Turn Out the Lights. Ely was born in Texarkana, Texas, before singing in his local church at the age of 15 with a quartet group. Later in his career, he joined the Fort Worth group Boogie Chillin' Boys, 
and eventually became a featured vocalist at the Bluebird Club there. After singing there for 20 years, Ely bought the Bluebird Club and ran it for another 10 years. Here's another Mississippi ghost story, although this one is from Texas. Robert Cooper was a Texas blues pianist and part of the Santa Fe Group, which is a loose ensemble of blues pianists that played the many juke joints that abutted the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad in the 20s and 30s. The style was a blend of dance music, boogie-woogie, ragtime, and blues. In 1934, he was one of the first of that Santa Fe group to record and played on a number of tracks between 1934 and 1936. Cooper's recordings often had a ragtime component, notably on his self-build recordings like West Dallas Rag. Blues and boogie-woogie pianist Blind John Davis was born December 7th in 1913. He's best remembered for his recordings, including A Little Every Day and Everybody's Boogie. Although he was world-renowned as a blues pianist, he was proud of his ability to play ragtime, a little jazz, even a small seat Tin Pan Alley did or two. Born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, the family moved to Chicago when he was two. He lost his eyesight after stepping on a nail when he was nine, but that didn't stop him from learning the piano as a teenager. That way, he could pick up a few bucks by playing in his father's sporting houses. On December 7, 1965, Willie Dixon brought Coco Taylor to Chess Records where she recorded Wang Dang Doodle. The story goes that Dixon called Taylor up at one in the morning and insisted she come down to Chess Records right then and there to record it. Her version was released in early 1966 and peaked at number four on Billboard magazine's R&B singles chart and number 58 on the Hot 100. Taylor's rendition was inducted into the Blues Foundation Hall of Fame. Thomas Gray Ghost Williams was born December 7, 1903. This Texas blues pianist had a 70-year career spanning from the 1920s to the 1990s. He often traveled to the area dances and roadhouses by riding empty boxcars. He says he got the name Great Ghost back when he was hired to play in various small towns. Someone would meet every arriving train or bus, but Williams was never aboard. Yet mysteriously, he would show up in time to perform. Williams said he was like a ghost. I come up out of the ground, and then I was gone. He continued that, I would put overalls over my suit and tie, and that's the way I traveled. Rhythm and Blues drummer Soko Richardson was born December 8, 1939 in New Iberia, Louisiana. His career spanned almost 50 years and played with John Mayall's Blues Breakers and the Ike and Tina Turner Review. His musical career began at the age of 16 when he left home to tour the South with local bands. Not long after, Ike Turner heard Richardson play in Texas. He hired him to play with his band, the Kings of Rhythm, and then later with the Ike and Tina Turner Review. Harmonica blues legend Junior Wells was born December 9, 1934, in West Memphis, Arkansas. He's best known for a signature song, Messin' with the Kid, and his 1965 album, Voodoo Man Blues, described as one of the truly classic blues albums of the 60s. Initially taught by his cousin Junior Parker, and by Sonny Boy Williamson, Wells learned to play the harmonica skillfully by the age of seven. 
He performed and recorded with various notable blues musicians, including Muddy Waters, Earl Hooker, and Buddy Guy. He remained a fixture on the blues scene throughout his career, and also crossed over to rock audiences while touring with the Rolling Stones. Louisiana blues singer and songwriter Jesse Hill was born on December 9, 1932, in New Orleans. He's best remembered for the classic song, Ooh Poop a Doo. I just love saying that. Ooh Poop a Doo. Anyway, he was playing drums in local bands by his teens, and in 1951, he formed his own group, The House Rockers. He spent time drumming for Professor Longhair and Huey Piano Smith. In 1959, Hill formed a new version of the House Rockers, allowing him to do more vocal work. Blues guitarist Blind Roosevelt Graves was born December 9, 1909. On all of his recordings, he played with his brother, Euroy Graves, who was also nearly blind and played the tambourine. They were credited as Blind Roosevelt Graves and his brother. His first recordings were made in 1929 for Paramount Records. Theirs is the earliest version of the song Guitar Boogie, and they exemplified the best in gospel singing with I'll Be Rested. One blues researcher has suggested that their 1929 recording of Crazy About My Baby could be considered the first rock and roll recording. And I am not going anywhere near the emotional tar pit triggered by the question, what's the first rock and roll song? Okay, blues fans, we just covered some of the highlights here. Now, if you want to know more about these artists or other things that happened this week in the blues, be sure to follow our social media pages or visit our website at bigtrainblues.com. We'll have a new episode next week. So... We'll see you then.